Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the amazing Sophia Claire. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. And I know we're on two different uh, time zones here, specifically across the state. So how's California right now? It's good. You know, a little gloomy today, and um, somebody is leaf blowing across the street from me, so you'll probably be able to hear it. (laughs) Other than that, it's good. I'm on spring break, so I can't complain. Well, wonderful, wonderful. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. So we like to start off with the most difficult question ever. Okay. Who is? (laughs) (laughs) There's no nerve. No, it's all good. You got this. I promise you, you got this. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) Who is Sophia Claire? Oh, that is kind of a hard question. (laughs) Well, okay. Um, I was born and raised in California, um, in Redwood City, California, to be exact. It's kind of a small town out here on the outskirts of the Bay Area. And um, I grew up with two older brothers and constantly, you know, going hunting, fishing, ATV riding, horseback riding, all of that stuff. So I like to say that I grew up very California country which um, a lot of people from other states don't really hear. But if you're from California, you kind of know what that is. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of me. Um, I'm a college student, a full-time college student getting my bachelor's in marketing. um, And I've been singing for just as long as I can remember. And I grew up on country music. So I just naturally gravitated, grab, how do I say that? Gravitated. (laughs) Yes. Gravitated towards country music. Well, it's spring break brain, they call it, I think. But you forget to, yeah. (laughs) It is. I know. I did sleep in today a lot longer than I had hoped for. But like you said, it's spring break. (laughs) So I was looking at some of your recent releases and uh, November release almost over you. You want to tell us a little bit about that one, how that one came about? Yes. Yeah. Um, Always Almost Over You was pitched to me by Michael Wilkes and it was written by Michael Wilkes, Jeff C. Murphy and Summer Overstreet. And when I first kind of started my like recording journey, um, I wasn't big into writing yet. So my manager got me set up with some writers who sent me a couple things and I probably got sent like 40 something songs that I listened through and always almost over you was one of them. And it just totally, totally caught me by surprise. Not because like all of the songs were amazing, but this one just felt so me in a sense that just melodically, I loved it and it felt so fun and uplifting, even though it's kind of about like always being almost over somebody. (laughs) Um, But it was just so fun. And I really, I loved the way the words flowed together. And I loved um, the lyrics and just the melody and everything. So immediately I was like, we are cutting this song. (laughs) Let him know right now. I want this one. So yeah, that's, that's how that song came about. 
That's so beautiful. It's funny, like you say, you get pitched so many songs and then you're like, oh, just that, that's, you know, the one, like, you're like, I gotta do that one now. And yeah. And it's hard because there's so many of them that are so great, but you know, you can't cut everything. So, you know, I had to find just two that really fit me and it was that one. And then I also found, um, I don't feel like dancing today. So that was good. I was going to ask about that one. So I love that one. That's great too. I'm like, I just was into that one today. I was like, Oh, that's so great. I'm like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's actually a similar story. Uh, It was pitched to me and it was written by Jennifer Aiden, Donnie Skaggs and Ruthie Collins. And, um, Jennifer Aiden is actually from like a a town or two over from me from here. So So, yeah, so it was cool. And she was really good friends with my manager at the time. And, um, yeah, she sent me that song and I immediately like that one, was actually my first song. And that one I felt like immediately, this is my song. This is about me. Like it was different from always almost over you in the sense that always almost over you was very fun and, um, felt like me on like a Saturday night, you know, (laughs) and I don't feel like dancing today kind of felt like the inner me, like, you know, the, the darker side of me where like, you just don't feel like putting on a face 24 seven. And as a singer and as a performer, I felt like I could very much relate to that. Yeah. And I think anyone that works a day job, even they have those, they call them the Mondayest Mondays ever. That, yes. that was, that was my Monday. So yeah, it was. <laughs> and that's what I love. That's what I love about that song was that like, yes, it relates to me as an artist, but like it relates to everybody about everything. Like, you know, it is so broad, which I loved. It felt like so many people connected with it. Absolutely. Now I know you just released uh, kicking up stardust. So you want to yeah. tell me, and you co-wrote this one. I did. I did. Yeah. So so I wrote this with Steve Bogard and Michael Wilkes, who was the one that pitched me always almost over you. Um, This was my first writing session with them, which is crazy now to say, because I've been in Nashville many times since then written with them. But yeah, this is my first like official writing session. And I was so like scared and nervous to go in there and they just made me feel so comfortable and Michael immediately was like, I've had this line kicking up stardust stuck in my head, like since we talked about writing and um, I put together this beat for you and, you know, Steve started writing and I was just totally starstruck by him and like his amazing ability to write. I was just like, how does anybody do this so quickly? Um, So, you know, once I got comfortable with them, we started kind of spitting around ideas and everything. And that's how Kicking Up Stardust came about. And it's really, to me, it's really about picking yourself up when you've, you know, gotten knocked down and finding the beauty in it. Absolutely. And that's, it's beautiful. Cause I was, I love that one too. I was like, Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. Great song. So if you all haven't heard those, make sure after the interview, you go check them out and make sure you um, purchase them, you know, Amazon, Anywhere you can, <laughs> iTunes, you know, et cetera. And follow all the socials. Yes, yeah, at Sophia Claire Music on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us, who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music? Good question, because there's a lot. <laughs> um, since I was really young, Barbara Streisand was actually one of my biggest inspirations ever since I watched the movie funny girl, uh, you know, about her just being this like crazy big personality and, you know, just really going after what she wanted and stuff. I felt like I related to her so much. 
Um, so she was a big inspiration of mine growing up. And then also, of course, Patsy Klein was a huge inspiration of mine, still is. Um, Loretta Lynn was also a big one for me. And um, let's see, who else? I feel like there's so many, and I talk about this so often that I'm like, I don't want to list off the same people every single time. Um, but yeah, there's just like, I, I just, I love the older the older country artists. Like I, I really gravitate towards Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn because I love that era of music. Um, another huge one for me would be like Shania Twain. I just loved her and I loved how fun she was. She was dancing, she was singing. She was like, she was a performer, you know? So yes, that for sure. And of course, Miss Dolly Parton. (laughs) Always, always and forever, Miss Dolly Parton. (laughs) Absolutely forever and always. I'm right there with you. Those are great women to pick out for sure. You know, I mean, there are so many awesome, like you said, women, you could just name the same ones over and over, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, are you ready for 20 crazy questions? I am. Let's do it. Let's just dive in. <laughs> Again, no right or wrong answer on most of these. There are a couple that I, I are they're questionable, but you know. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> what was the last thing you read? The last thing I read was, oh, I don't know if I can say this on here. It has a cuss word in it, but... Um, you can. It was... Oh my goodness. I have the book here somewhere. One second. I'm just going to grab it because I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in shorts right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Benefits of Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Good book. <laughs> yeah, it is a good book. Oh, for anyone not in management realm, if you haven't read any of those like self-help they call them or whatever books. And yes. we encourage them. I'm, I'm going to say you would encourage them. Yes. Yes, I would. I think it's like, honestly, a lot of the ideas in that book have really helped me to like get over myself <laughs> and all of like my internal drama and stuff. So I, I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, and You know, it's funny, the one of the best books I think I've ever read, but also the worst, because when you think about the time it was written, uh, Dale yeah. Carnegie, um, how to stop worrying and start living. It's really good in the management sense. It was written for CEOs, but yeah. I'm like, when it's all men and there's, there's not even a woman in there because of the time period it was written. You're like, okay, just, just put it to the side because it had you written it today. You probably would have yeah. used more women in these. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body. Okay. Do you know a good place? I do know a good place. Awesome. (laughs) Do I tell you what the good place is? You probably shouldn't on on here in case I ever do call you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go through these videos and be like, can I call this person? Hold on. Wait, I got to go through my videos. (laughs) Oh, what's the best or top two concerts you've ever been to? Oh my goodness. The best concert. I've ever been to was Cody Johnson's concert in Stockton. I think I saw him. Oh, I don't even remember. Maybe in November. Oh my goodness. That guy can perform. That was crazy. Like he was just so amazing and energetic. I absolutely loved it. Well, wonderful. Yeah. He's on a great show. He does. 
Yes, he does. What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? The first thing I would do is find a really, really great investment banker. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> well, tell us something that's on your bucket list. Ooh, oh, my goodness. There's so many things on my bucket list. But to keep it on brand, one thing on my bucket list is to sing at the Opry. <laughs> it could have been skydiving, too. You can have that if you like. Yeah, no, that is not on my bucket <laughs> list. I'm a land person. I like being on land. (laughs) What job would you be terrible at? Oh my gosh. So many come to mind right now because I would be terrible at just about anything that doesn't have to do with singing or advertising. (laughs) Um, I would be a very terrible engineer or... I would probably be really terrible at being a real estate agent too. My mom and brother are real estate agents. And I just wonder, how do you guys do this? How do you do this every day? Like I would not be able to deal with people. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you're doing what you love, it works, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's your game plan for zombie apocalypse? Oh, good question. Oh my gosh, this is a hard one. I would probably <laughs> I would probably find a way to break into my dad's gun safe and bring all the guns inside the house and then I'd board up all the windows. <laughs> and I would make sure my dog is in a safe place because nobody's getting my dog. <laughs> oh, you can come stay with us. I think we're staying with everyone else that already has guns and stuff because, you know. So yeah. we can just do that. And uh, yeah, because that's how I am with my dogs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to jail if someone ever touches them. So yeah. Me too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what albums or artists should we listen to before we die? That is a really, really good question. Ian Munsick is definitely one person everybody should listen to before they die. I absolutely love his music, and I think it's just so unique that everybody needs to hear it. Him and Cody Johnson, and then, of course, any of George Strait's older albums, everybody needs to listen to. And who else? I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. Oh, yeah, that's that's my pick for right now. Great choices. Yeah. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Or who would you want to play you? Okay, that's a really good question. (laughs) Oh, I think I would want, um, oh my goodness, what is is Joe Jonas's wife's name? Hold on. Oh, I know who you mean. Um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I'd want her to play me um, just because everybody says that we look a lot alike. And um, I loved her in Game of Thrones. So I'm like, yep, she's got it. (laughs) Beautiful choice. Where's Waldo? At McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to have to look for him there. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'd be if I was Waldo. <laughs> Would you rather cook or order in? 
Uh, it depends what day it is, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to be healthier, but let's be real. I would probably order in. <laughs> I like the truth. Yeah. You sing in the shower. I do. Oh, yeah, all the time. Boots or heels? Boots, for sure. Best thing since sliced bread? Best thing since sliced bread. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is a hard one. I'll have to get, not get some, so many hard ones for next time. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing since sliced bread will probably be, I'm going to pick a TV show. Um, the Last Kingdom on Netflix, to me, is the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you have guilty pleasure music? If so, what is it? I do. And for me, it would probably be like EDM, which is so weird for a country artist to say. But like, <laughs> sometimes I really like, you know, listening to like Fisher and... <laughs> And DJs like that. So that's that's my guilty pleasure music. It's all good. Good music or good music. Rock. 90s rock, too, would be another one. What's the worst pizza topping? Olives. Oh. <laughs> Why? Oh, and pineapple. Okay, I'm Italian. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Italian, too. But I, I think that's why the pineapple thing, I've been having debates on that because I'm like... Yeah. Because someone's like, I love pineapple, just not on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really loving this whole pineapple pizza thing, though. I know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it is. I, I didn't realize that was going to be like the number one controversial topic. I really thought it would have been something like anchovies or olives or onions even, you know? Oh, no. I love anchovies and onions. I could eat them together on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never had a pizza with anchovies. I've never ordered one. So maybe one day. Oh my gosh. They're so good. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a call one day. We'll just have to go have pizza and yes. be like, okay, we're trying it, everyone. Yes, I'm trying right. it. <laughs> oh, if you could be any person or a position like a CEO or a doctor, who or what position would you want to be for one day and why? I would probably want to be the CEO of Google for a day because their offices are so cool and like you get to just go eat whatever you want <laughs> and they like go to like concerts and stuff like that they like hire people to do concerts for their employees I'm like okay I want to do that <laughs> I just want to be the person that, that hires everyone to do that stuff right I just want to do the event planning yeah <laughs> oh that's great are you good at keeping secrets it depends on what kind of secret it is. <laughs> My mama knows everything. <laughs> oh, I love finding these interesting tidbits about everyone. Yeah. At what age do you feel like you became an adult? I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten there. Oh, we don't have to grow up. We do have to age, but we don't have to grow up. Exactly. There you go. Uh, are there any words of wisdom that you live by? There are. Um, <laughs> my mom used to always say it's always okay to be the second person to be rude. 
<laughs> that, that is one thing that I live by. <laughs> I'll never be the first person to be rude, but if somebody's rude to me, it's always okay to be the second person. <laughs> I like that, Terry. <laughs> Tell your mom I said thank you for the advice. I appreciate it greatly. Yeah, I'll let know. <laughs> Oh. So tell us, what does the rest of 2022 have in store for you? Doing some more writing, have some tours coming up, maybe a new release? Yeah. So definitely a couple more releases. Um, I have another song coming out, hopefully early May. Um, we're kind of trying to figure that out right now. It's called Cowgirl Complicated, and it's a very fun song, and I cannot wait to share it. Um and other than that, I have a I have a couple more songs coming out, one music video for one of them, which I'm really, really excited about. And then we're hopefully looking at a radio tour this summer. Wonderful. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, thank you. And the new music, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so great to have you on. And when you get the new music out, we'll have to have you do a Facebook takeover or something. And uh, yeah, you'll have to just uh, share with everyone and promote it. I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's been a pleasure having you and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. And everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.